horror 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 movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's make our movie? I wonder what we'll be like then. Brains in jars, I'm gonna guess. We're a long way for God knows, son. Slowly Coming out of his mouth. Crawling out yeah, of his mouth, distraction his skin. Right. So he doesn't save them, the bridge goes down, people die, and he's like, oh well, job done. Clarence. Can yeah. we try to take two again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is maybe don't trust sentient hats to make life-changing decisions. <laughs> but Thanks for your correspondence, Jacobs. The Dave's happy place. Welcome to episode 10 of Let's Make a Horror yeah. Movie. Hello, everyone. It's Halloween. It's, it's Halloween special. Yeah. I'm Dave. I'm John. And together we're Let's Make a Horror Movie, yeah. I guess. Or Jave. Uh, Jave, yeah, or Don. Yeah. yeah. Although Don is a real name, I suppose. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> that went nowhere. <laughs> uh, this is the podcast where each episode we take it in turns to pitch the other one a horror movie idea, a first draft, and one that welcomes any and all improvements. Of course. Both from the opposing hosts and from you Lamamians out there yeah. listening with your ears. Uh, and it's, an, it's episode 10, an even number, yours. That's right, yeah. Exciting. Uh, and so normally in this part of the show, we have some sort of analogy for, yeah. for what this is like. Uh, so we've done beavers building dams. Or, yeah. You know, we've done birds building nests. It's, um, like, it's like what we've done is, unless you've already got one. I've got one. <laughs> oh, yeah. But hey, look. No, if you've got, got one, no, like, got I've of, just literally just come up with something which I think might be bullshit. We've got an embarrassment of riches, mate. Just uh, you tell me, and we'll we'll you. <laughs> I'll I'll just whack mine in as well. The pressure is immense. Uh, <laughs> it's like the rib pluck from Adam, being turned into a beautiful Eve. There you go. That's so, good. <laughs> we're the rib. You're the rest of it. <laughs> I was gonna say we're <laughs> like. <laughs> We're like uh, we're like babies mushing play doh together into an old VCR top loading. I like it. That's yeah. better than my club, yeah. do you <laughs> A pumpkin plant making a pumpkin for you to carve. <laughs> Halloween so, special. Anyway, you can reach us on email at let's make a horror movie at gmail.com or on Twitter at lamampod l m a h m pod. Uh, we're also on Instagram, or you can call us on oh one one two three five eight thirteen twenty one thirty four Fibonacci. Yes. <laughs> for those savants out there, you'll recognise that as the Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> Shout out to my savants. <laughs> we should all be so yeah. lucky. Um, so, so yeah, look, this is this is the fucking podcast. Uh, this podcast has three acts. First yep. act normally is feedback on last week's horror movie idea. Act two is culture. Yeah, culture from the last fortnight. Yeah. Uh, all the little gems that John and I have picked out of someone else's yep. poo. We have sifted food and food for the dustbin of the last two weeks to find the bits of information you want. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> something like that, that, but with funny. <laughs> I, mean, I think that proved that, mate. Didn't need to be said. Um, and Act 3 is the uh, this week's pitch itself. So, you know, if you want to skip all the glistening banter that, you know, you, you almost don't deserve. You'd be a fool for yourself. Then you yourself. can check yeah. out the... the description if you don't care about joy Mm. then skip it yeah if you hate joy yeah skip to act three yeah where there's no joy (laughs) (laughs) so that's the thing and uh that's how we work and um yeah as john mentions it's october and so we thought we got two podcasts this month why don't we make them halloween specials so it's a hallow motherfucking ween special for y'all this is part one 
what feedback did we get? Okay, mate. Yeah. So uh, we have last week was uh, Hands of Anubis, which is one of mine, and I was for, not to sound like a beer and ass, bit proud of it. I yeah, I liked it. Hey, mate. I thought it was. I thought it was good. Yeah. Let's see what. Let's see. I'm what, hoping glowing. Let's place. see what Mothman educated story construction expert <laughs> and friend of the show J Doves yeah. makes of it. Yeah. His uh, response is titled "Dusty Debs." Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> one, one may assume might be his suggestion for the title. That's good. It's a good, very good name. Yeah, Dusty Uh So, cordial human greeting. <laughs> Doctor of peripheral padding at your service. You'll soon find your movie more padded than cells you are each destined for. Oh. <laughs> threatening as well. I really like the conviction of Joshua to his belief of the afterlife. I feel it needs some additional confirmation in Act 1 beyond the cold open. Okay, yeah, fair. Uh, once in a lifetime trip to Egypt with Mother, uh, which is where she gets fatally ill. It was an ostrich accident, J-Dubs. I threw that out there right at the end. I mean, again, a lot of it was between the lines. Oh, yeah, it was all implied. I thought I thought I made that clear. Maybe I was a bit too subtle. <laughs> often I've, I've been accused of. I mean, I do quite like... I don't know how the how the pacing would be affected by a trip mm. to Egypt in the first act. Yeah, kind of like Indiana Jones-esque first bit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, devs hated snakes. Always hated snakes. Yeah, she did. Really fucking hated them. Um, Belongs in a museum. So with regards to the trip to Egypt. Of course, yeah. Devs does Egypt. Um, This could be where Anubis first appears, maybe even after an interaction with drugs, to further add doubt to the supernatural element. Joshua is followed home by visions of an initially regular-seeming dog. Mm. We slowly gather more information during these visions, and Anubis comes closer to Joshua and the audience as his influence takes hold. He says, I had a couple of ideas to take Gion's, G-Y-O-N-S, and a couple of different ideas to take Gion's pitch in a different direction. Okay. Please find presumptuous changes below pulled straight out of the Richard Gere love jar. (laughs) I like the idea of a drawn out pull back and reveal on the mummification and even Mm -hmm. the nature of Anubis. Yeah. It leaves the opening credits to allow the audience to pick up the thread. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. I, I feel, yeah, that could work. I yeah. thought there was potential to string out the research, procurement of materials, and eventual mummification. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely stuff you could you could throw in there. Mm. He says, e.g., an obsessively long time picking sand from the correct region and grain size. Yeah, mm. a journey to pick the correct herbs. Yeah, yeah, it's all about lots, sand. Lots of jar deliveries. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can move right through to Act 2 reveal of the mummification plan and the Anubis reveal. Gives the whole plot a lingering uncertainty before an explosive finish. Yeah. This direction would leave the first murder without clear motive. However, this could be an additional pullback and reveal when you find out that the killing, which plays out as a random act of madness, is in fact due to Clive's discovery of the mummification process. Yeah. A totally different take on the conclusion was to show all bodies mummified at the end. All Dusty Debs has returned, properly mummified, to take care of her son and to make sure he makes it to the afterlife. None of this needs to be on camera, just a close-up of a trace of mummification material on the hand of the original mummy, or a slight finger twitch to close a puzzle to test Holmes and Watson. (laughs) (laughs) I I do kind of like that. I do think, at the same time, I think it would slightly change the film you, I think, were going for. In the same way that me suggesting that Joshua had sex with their bodies changed it. I mean, they're not bad suggestions. That's the sequel. The sequel's sticky, as a movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of wet wipes. The yeah, sequel. yeah it is, it's called wet wipes. <laughs>
Um, so, as always, uh, J-Dubs has sent in some uh, alternative titles, and you, you can do this as well, folks. Yeah. Uh, you know, then you got in. hands, most of you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, let's do this. Apart from you-know-who. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the gimp. <laughs> um, Stumpy Tim. So, Dusty Debs, obviously, yeah. noobs. Yeah, a Vance <laughs> shortening of Anubis plays well with the YouTube duration. I like that, yeah. J-Dubs, yeah. I don't want to shit in your parade, but I cut out a, like a 10-minute segment where I made that exact joke over and over because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Didn't come out well. <laughs> I think this is funnier, though. Yeah. It's funnier in the sort of fourth person. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny knowing that it, that it doesn't work <laughs> and seeing somebody else go down the same yeah. gold sack. <laughs> Let's see if this makes the edit. Yeah. Joshua and the Giant Furnace. <laughs> I mean, that's quite fun for a role yeah. dialy in... Uh, yeah. Take a couple of serious titles. Huh, fair enough. Yeah. The Black Dog. That's good. I do like that, although that I'm pretty sure that's a Neil Gaiman short story is, yeah. uh, title, although that doesn't stop us from using it. Also, I think as well, correct me if I'm wrong, but Black Dog's also a euphemism for like depression as well, I think. That is true. Uh, which I think... I wanted to stay clear of the mental illness. That's true. Too yeah. averted. I think that would have too many conversations. J-Dubs, you've been too clever on that one. Yeah, dial it back a bit, mate. My favourite, The Quiet Ones. That's good. Referencing the cliche of oh, it's always The Quiet Ones, and also referencing the bodies in the basement. Yeah, that's pretty good. I peace like that. and love from J-Dubs. Oh, for doesn't have a name, Peace no, and Love. No, Peace and Love from J-Dubs, innit? Yeah, Peace and Love. Namaste. Peace and love, peace and love sounds like Ringo, you know, in that video where he's like, Stop sending me letters. I've got I no, no longer give a time. shit. Yeah, he's like, peace Don't give love. a shit. I haven't been a Beatle for like 40 years and I was the worst one at the time. He's anyway. barely one then. Now I support Brexit because I haven't lived in the UK for so fucking long. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so. All good feedback. But yeah, I mean, as we've said before, off podcast, mm. it's no surprise that out of the, all the Beatles, yeah. Ringo is the Brexit one. Yeah. Yeah. At least he's found a niche. Dude, I, yeah, I like I like a lot of the suggestions. For me, I was very much writing from the the beginning to the end of a psychotic break. So the movie opens, apart from like the the, the opening middle of the credits, with him doing it to the mum because that's the point when he loses it. He loses his grip. Yes, doing that. So I kind of was basically telling literally a window of this man's life, but only that bit. Without almost without context, so, but yeah, you could you, you could expand it and change that, but that's the, that's what I was going for. Yeah, I like it. I think I think both of them work very well. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, I think I think J Dove's feedback, as I say, would slightly change the tone of the film. Yeah, wouldn't necessarily make it worse. It just makes it a different movie. I, I think it would definitely be if this were to be made, um, and fingers crossed. <laughs> I well, think it is. Hey, reach out to Steve. Yeah, you know Stephen King's a listener. <laughs> oh, he's furiously taking notes. I think they would definitely make it a more accessible movie. It would probably make it more of a movie. Yeah. And less of a kind of helter-skelter of sort of psychotic grief. Dusty Devs in the Jars of Love. <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said for an elongated film Debs title. Devs Dusty Jar. Devs Dusty Jar. That, again, sounds like a euphemism. We're, we're back to the old love jar um, <laughs> conversation on that one. Great. Well, I Yeah, thanks, think, J-Dubs. Yeah, yeah, thanks, great. J-Dubs. Moving on to Act Two, this is going to be a this is going to be a brisk episode. I yeah. think. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward. I'm actually quite excited for your pitch. I have quite a long pitch. Ooh. I'll get into this in a minute. I'll, yeah, I'll get into this in, in the beginning of Act Three. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so look, Act Two, I got loads to talk about. Yeah, I'm going to start away. off with yeah. the the genuinely good stuff. 
yeah, and perfect. not just the nonsense. John Lennon's birthday this week. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. I did just because we were talking about Ringo, yeah. um, but I thought, you know, he is one of the most uh, musical domestic abusers we've ever produced, John Lennon. <laughs> he was. So it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. John Lennon. Yeah, I was just saying. Um, Happy birthday, John. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you think I do? You think John Lennon comes back like a forced ghost to Paul mm. McCartney? I think Paul McCartney Paul. thinks he does. <laughs> How about doing another album, Paul? He's like, but I'm basically ninety. <laughs> it's gone brummy. <laughs> what section are we in? <laughs> yeah, where are we? Oh, we just entered Act Two. Oh, 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 oh sorry, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Culture. Yes. Yeah, John Lennon's birthday. Well, that's a lot to so, take in. You know, I've, felt, I've learned a lot about John Lennon very quickly. Like, I've had a shot of him. Yeah, now how do we feel about Ringo? <laughs> Still the worst Beatle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Still not my... This episode is going to be like 10 minutes long. Because <laughs> yeah. I've cut so Halloween. much out. Done. Um... <laughs> but look, anyway, I didn't want to get bogged down in that because uh, there are there are some genuinely good things I want to talk about this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> You came out swinging. So one of them is I started listening to a new podcast, Ooh. which is a rarity. Yeah. Like I do, I do try and give whatever I can. I do try and give other horror genre podcasts a go. Yeah, and I have mentioned a couple of them in the past. Not yeah. least the Arrow Video podcast, which is always a treat. Yeah, awesome. Those guys really know their shit. But um, no, so so yeah, I got into another podcast. Uh, it's called Codename Blank. Ooh, and uh, I highly recommend it. I'm intrigued. It's written by a guy called Brandon Greer. Nice he is a uh, Houston-based writer and actor, and mm-hmm. he has got a whole load of cool voice talent, uh, great cast, and he and he's basically done these radio plays nice. that are just completely absurd, and they follow a uh, a detective who uh, whose sidekick is uh, a guy called Johnny Taco. I say guy, he's a, he's a dinosaur called Johnny Taco. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's like crime solving. Yeah. Uh, they're only like five episodes in. Can't recommend it enough. Sounds great. It's, I'll give it a it's so. Uh, do you know what? It's nice, and it's one of the ten podcasts that isn't true crime. Yeah, it's so, nice. So you know, I'll skip a variation now. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice just yeah. to for once not listen about. Yeah, because you know the world's grim enough, and it is you know grim. we all like a bit of true crime, of course. But if I tried to listen to all the true crime podcasts yeah. now, I've never finished. You know as much about Ed Gein as, as you want to. <laughs> Well, give it a couple of Which years, and there'll, there'll be a hot take podcast all about how Eggie wasn't that bad. Actually. Misunderstood. Yeah, he only killed uh, two. Have you seen his furniture? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. His upholstering <laughs> is also he phenomenal. loved his mum. <laughs> Great upholsterer, real upcycled around his house. Yeah. Eggie. Um Yeah. I mean, just just in case someone's going to fact check me, I know he suspected of killing his brother, so possibly free. But yeah, you know, just don't. I just I don't want people coming at me. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Um, but yeah, so codename blank. Go and look it up. Uh, if you can't find it, you can find it on our Twitter because we like them and follow them and sort of tweet it. Well, way. I mean, right now only you like them, but I will listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm you will. Certain I will like. John it. will definitely. You'll you'll enjoy it. Sillier Oops. than a silly stick dripping in liquid silly. Oh, nice. Which is right up my alley. Yeah, you do like silly. Oh yeah, everyone loves a bit. Oh, of it's silly. up there with nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, oh, the other thing I was just quickly mentioning before we get onto your cultural highlights is I've started reading a book called Unforeseen okay. by an author named Molly Gloss. It's fucking great. It's like a book of short stories. Um, she's an American writer, I believe, from Oregon. 
I suppose you could call it science fiction or perhaps yeah. speculative fiction might be a more accurate term. I was going to get back into reading the Horus Heresy, which I put on hold for like, what, last three months or something. You did take 20 books straight. It's 25. 25 books in a row. Uh, It was was a lot. Um, And I'm still, you know, look, I need a support group. We've been through this. That's more than most world leaders have ever read. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but anyway, so 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 uh, the reason I got into this was Jeff Vandermeer tweeted about it the other day. It's just come out. It's brand new. So, oh, nice. you know, go get it. Uh, it's uh, Jeff Vandermeer tweeted about it in his word at this point is gospel. Yeah, he's great. Um, so I just went and bought it, yeah. pushed the next Horus Heresy book back another couple of weeks. Um, but it's so worth it. I'm only about three stories in. But the first three are an absolute crackers. Yeah, so you've, been, you've already got your own money's worth. Yeah. I mean, three stories is more than most people. So, give. Molly Gloss, Unforeseen, go get it. You? Any uh, um, cultural um, horror? Um, it's just um, a lot of that's not horror, but... Still reading it. a fair bit of Stephen King, as huge. Um, so that's, that's all fun. I Dr. Think, Snooze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still on for um, Snooze MD. Uh, that's going quite well. Um, Snoozy Hauser. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Much <laughs> being opening credits. I do this for a living. Yeah, yeah. Puns, <laughs> headlines. What else have I been? Oh, because I mean, I've also been reading a few history books. I've been a bit slow on the fiction oh, side recently. Yeah. Yeah. Watched quite a few movies recently um, with mixed results. Seen Free from Hell, um, which is Rob Zombie's, uh, Rob Zombie's new one. latest one. I mean, he tries his best, and that's nice. <laughs> It's 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 the no the, the sad thing about that is that Sig Haig recently passed. Yes, he did. Very sad, and he's um, got a very good scene in it. Um, which is, um, I think, his last performance that he saw. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so for that for that alone, it's, it's worthy of, of note. Um, watch Crawl, the alligator. Oh yeah, how was that? Yeah, really good. Really, really fun. Really good. I heard, I heard it good things. Yeah. It was a fright fest movie as well. This year, yes, wasn't I think it, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like a nineties throwback sort of thing twister with a bit more blood and crocodiles obviously is it better than Lake Placid I don't know what I think it is good because I, I didn't love that movie I have almost no recollection of it but I have seen it there you go so yeah that's a glowing review but and that really adds credence to your comparison about how this is does. better yeah oh, I can't remember the other one well yeah because I mean, I mean I remember all about Crawl <laughs> uh, that's weird it's weird how memory that works is isn't, it? Yeah. isn't that weird I don't understand why yeah, you would remember something that you saw like two days ago compared <laughs> yeah. to something that you saw 20, 15 years ago yeah weird uh, any any more act two? What any? a silly series of events this has been so far. Yes, the whole point of this podcast <laughs> yeah. is fun nonsense and then a horror movie pitch. Yeah. That is, if we're not deliberate, that, that's all it is. Yeah, it's and, really is. And don't hope for anything more. Yeah. Hopefully you won't get anything less. Yeah. Uh, if you do, we're sorry. Yeah, pretty much. But if, if you don't, you're welcome. <laughs> I think that's pretty much where we are. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think literally in terms of culture, that's all I've done. Mm. Yeah, so look, hey guys. Uh... <laughs> hey, 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 hey guys. Hey guys. Uh, welcome to Act 3. Yeah. He has turned his chair around, he's now sitting on it backwards. So look, it's the first of the horror Halloween, Halloween special. Yeah. <laughs> so, got a, a few caveats here. I don't know if this is any good. Okay. But then, but then that's kind of the point of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, is yeah. 
guys, you know, guys, if it's not good enough, it's up to you to fix it. Yeah. Not us. Or, well, or you, the opposite, opposing her. Oh, in, in order of hierarchy, yeah. at this point, I expect yeah. it from you, you know, relatively yeah. immediately, because you're sitting opposite me. Of course, yeah. J-Dub's about a fortnight later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyone else, you can just jump in at yeah. any time. Twitter, email, yeah. semaphore. The ball's cough. very much in their court. Loud coughing. Yeah. Even. We'll take yeah. it. I'll read it out. Just as long as it's um, phonetically spelled. Yeah. And then. you are fluent in coughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Silly. Anyway, so I don't know if it's very good, but it's but it's uh, hopefully hopefully it'll give us some kind of meat to, to, yeah, yeah. to work from. The other thing I'll, I will just quickly mention before I start is uh, this is the third story I wrote. Ooh. So I've, I literally have two other synopsises yeah. that I could read you afterwards. Wow. But one of them is vastly better than the other. So look, let's see how we do for time. The final comment I'll say before I start is that um, this is my first attempt, really, at trying to write a pitch for a movie that is essentially done in real time. Ooh, like 24. (laughs) 24 is such shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the au pair has now joined uh, MCU, the counter-terrorist unit. Yeah, because... First you thought terrorist, now mountain lion. But you know, don't want to dwell on that. Yeah, yeah. Also, don't you know? Don't want to have a go at other creative no, uh, endeavors. But yeah, yeah dog shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, but do you know what annoyed me more about how bad Twenty Four is? Is how ridiculously popular it was, and how mm. people were like, "Oh my god, have you seen it? Have you yeah. seen it?" But like, dude, it's on like season five by this point. Mm. It's the same shit every fucking yeah. time. It's basically a science fiction version yeah. of a, of a terrorist drama. Yeah. That's what it's, 24 It's is. an even more tedious James Bond. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and I agree. I, yeah. I, I don't even like James Bond, I think. Uh, uh, I, I, it depends which Bond. I mean, that's a whole thing. That's yeah, a whole thing. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I'm, I, I mean, I, like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save this for our spin-off podcast, Boys on Bond. Boys on Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First episode is all about On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Because yeah. that's everyone's favourite. Oh, yeah. Right? Everyone remembers Lazenby. Yeah, it's anyone I've seen more than 20 times. <laughs> Bloody James Bond. Alive. <laughs> Alive. The name's Bond. <laughs> Jim Bond. <laughs> like, uh, I'll have a little stubby. Shaken nuts, dude. It's basically Lazenby. That's my Lazenby. Yeah, it's, um, it's cracking. I've yeah. walked in the room. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so, yeah. here All we classic go. Classic Halloween banter. <laughs> This is our spooky episode. Oh, <laughs> Lazenby's dead. Lazenby. Is he still alive? <laughs> he is. He's, he's still is alive. He? Just. <laughs> he's clinging on. <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry, I think the Josh. only one we've lost is Roger Moore, isn't it? Oh, we must have lost another one. Well, Connery's still going. He is, isn't he? Um, another wife beater. General Twat. Irish guy... Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. There you go. One good, two shit bonds. Mm. That's. Uh, uh, I mean, is Lazenby? Is he still kicking? Mm-hmm. Or is he Lazenby what? around? <laughs> money, money down now says Lazenby's still alive. I think you could be right, mate. Because um, obviously, I've done all the research for Boys on Bond episode yeah, of one. Of course, yeah. I'm coming into it clean. The no. sister podcast to Boys on Bond is uh, <laughs> Let's Make a Bond movie, <laughs> where every episode we just. <laughs> Picture a whole bunch yeah. of new bonds. So there's this smug twat. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got like a wallet. 
yeah. it's not a normal wallet. When you when you open yeah. a wallet, it shoots out darts. Yeah. Uh, and attached to those darts are flags. And when the flags go up, then a submarine <laughs> comes around from. Uh, yeah, I go. You yeah. get the idea. But they're amazing. Um, they're, every every episode of that is just genius. Oh, it's gold, if, you, if I if you know yeah, if I may I mean, be I, so. I don't know why I listened to this. One. <laughs> I mean, this is very much the B cast. Yeah, this was very much a spin off of yeah. Boys on Bonds, and yeah. then from we, that. Yeah. Um, let's make a Bond movie and then now let's make a horror yeah, movie yeah because we, we, we kept on making it horror didn't we that's the thing yeah. scary Bond yeah Bond loses his face <laughs> and, and his cracking. hands Flow <laughs> fates Blofeld takes his hands so uh, shall we crack in are you ready are <laughs> yeah, you ready for a Halloween um, episode I'm more than ready right here we go there's no cold open to this. So again, first picture I've done where it ha- where uh, there hasn't been no opening yeah. scene. So it's... And again, this is all scrolling text, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the text scrolling says that there's no opening. No cold open. No cold open. <laughs> and that this is the writer's first yeah. one where this has happened. It says all of this is yeah, explained. And then a clever S- S- Shyamalanian twist. It ends saying, end of cold open. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what the credit role is. Maybe it's shots of the tennis. You'll see. Figure it out. Lamamians, write in. Give us some suggestions by so all means. Soundtrack artist. A, a rural woman. <laughs> that sounds weird. Doesn't it sound? <laughs> so uh, end. <laughs> yeah. We open on a, a woman in a rural area. She's in the house, uh, in a house, mm-hmm. on a new housing development on the edge of a small town or a village, if you will, in the countryside, the English rolling countryside. Uh, Actually, if you want to be specific, we're in a small village near Sirencester, which I had to, I really had to, uh, because it's spelled Kirkenchester. So, you know, get involved. Who said English wasn't an easy language? Uh, So, so small village near Sirencester in England, Mm -hmm. current day, modern day. Yeah, because I don't do two historical epics in a row. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a woman in a house on the very edge of a small village, on the very edge of a newer housing development on the edge of that village. Mm. And she's expecting kids to come because it's Halloween. Ooh, on topic. On topic. October, Halloween. (laughs) So she's expecting kids to come trick-or-treating. And she lives with her husband, Bill, in a wild plot right on the edge. Mm-hmm. Backing onto fields, farmland, and rolling countryside. Ah, yeah, the Green Hills of Jerusalem. Classic. <laughs> Further down the lane, so she lives at an end of a lane. Cool. Further down the lane, so the lane's a good, it's possibly like as much as a kilometre, like a thousand metres. Wow, nice. yeah. Down the other end of the lane towards the town, we see on one side of the lane there's a building site which quickly gives way to fields and countryside. And on the other side is some more of this new housing development that is all finished and populated. We're getting some early evening shots and a couple decorating the front. And this couple, so Bill uh, and Shirley, her name is, we'll we'll come on to that. They're decorating the front garden, the porch. It's all Halloween-y, you know. Uh, And you never know. They, uh, well, they might see a wisp. If, uh, if they're outside long enough, because uh, all this used to be marshland and they're still largely surrounded by the countryside. And cool. the town did used to be well known for Willow the Wisps. Cool. And if you don't yeah. know what those are, I'll get to it. If you've seen the movie Brave, you're in that. Are they? Yeah. Well now. Yeah. Good, good knowledge. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we might get some stuff establishing shots and stuff in that one. We might see a sign up, you know, the town used to be known for, for where you could go and see Willow the Wisps. Cool. 
and we see maybe a couple of badgers scooting across some, you know, monoblock paving into the undergrowth as we're getting these kind of external shots. So Shirley and her husband Bill have got pictures of, and they reference a child of theirs, but in the past tense. He loved Halloween, it was always his favourite. Anyway, that's a long time ago, and there's still a building site there now, but they did finish the other three quarters of the development, so it's like a different village than it was then. Yeah. You know, all this kind of... Times have changed. So we also get some scenes in Act 1 with another family, Nick and Claire, Mm -hmm. uh, and their kids. It's a big grand house. Clearly they're wealthy, and via some exposition we understand this couple are largely responsible for that new housing development that Shirley and Bill live on the edge of. Money, 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 money! Of course, yeah. Make it rain. (laughs) I can't. I started too high. They're largely responsible for the new housing development, uh, or at least they were, because it started 10 years ago. So it's actually been, it was a long time ago. So we join this family as they're getting ready for trick-or-treating, and Nick and Claire are talking about the same historic child, uh, did I I miss something here? Yeah. Oh yeah, so basically, uh, I think I forgot to write this in. So, in the exposition with Shirley and Bill, and their child that's no longer around, who basically went missing. Yeah. Dark stuff. About 10 years ago. Suitably spooky. Yeah. And so when we cut to the Nick and Claire and they're getting their kids ready for trick-or-treating, it, it becomes apparent that Bill and Shirley's kid actually went missing on Halloween. was was never found about 10 years ago. And that only comes up because they're just giving their kids uh, a bit of a warning, you know, don't stay out too late, make sure you're back course, by nine, you know, yeah. like, you know, the usual stuff that he, parents he, would he, say. He's become a kind of cautionary tale. Or, or him. Or yeah. Interestingly, though, of course, because it's a small town and people know about that, mm. people will tell their kids, make sure you go and visit Shirley and Bill, yeah. you know, because it's yeah. a good, good neighbourly thing to do, yeah. decent thing to do, yeah. right? Keep them involved. Yeah, or either rub their face in the fact that their kid's dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this act's particularly childlike. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So when they're not being really darkly, well, yeah, uh, darkly vicious, they kids can be cruel. Yeah, well, that's it. Children are cruel. People in general. So they make a big deal getting their kids to promise to be back by nine. And we see a few small animals skitter across the corner of the house as we're getting some shots. So we get some more, uh, some quick expositional shots around town. As I said, welcome to the home of Will of the Wisp. And back with Shirley and Bill. And after some time, she realizes that though she's well prepared, no kids have come by yet. Oh. So she's keeping an eye out on the lane, because by this point it's dark. So yeah. she's like, why are there no kids normally? Yeah, they... most of the kids would have come, come and gone by then. So she keeps an eye out down, you know, from the house window down the lane to see if she can see any kids. As I say, other parents tend to ask their kids to swing by out yeah. of sympathy. So normally, yeah. you know, they, they expect them. Yeah. Eventually, she does see a couple of children coming down the lane. I've written, hey Bill, I can see Doug and Melrose's kids. But I don't know why I wrote that, because normally I would only write dialogue if they had a funny accent that I would yeah. do. But yeah. this is like Middle England, I don't, I don't know, it would be something yeah. fairly standard. Yeah. and nondescript. Yeah, yeah. So the best I could do is, I don't know, high voice maybe? Or, <laughs> Go for it, man. Or you could be like, hey Bill, <laughs> I can see Doug and Melrose's kids. Uh, oh, Mel- Shirley. Yeah, <laughs> classic Shirley. Proper hick. Yeah. <laughs> all Alabama um, Shirley. <laughs> man, I am all about the tide. <laughs> if you not, if y'all don't know, Crimson Tide is the uh, Alabama um, football college football team. <laughs> and he's fine. So anyway, she's so she's calling out to be like, I see a couple of kids coming down the lane. 
However, when they're about halfway there and only partially visible outside of the light of the street lamp, there's yeah. only a few, you know, it's countryside, it's rural. Yeah. It's, you know, picture it, listeners. It's not London. It's not London, exactly. Yeah. It's not any city. Small, rural village. Yeah, yeah. So she sees uh, some kids coming down a lane, only partially visible outside the, the street lamp light itself, but, you know, they're carrying lanterns and torches and the usual shit. Um, so you can see where they are, of course. silhouettes and stuff, but you can't, but you see, can't see a huge amount of detail. As they're about halfway towards the house, they're still about 500 metres away, we see them stop in the middle of the lane at something. They're looking at something that isn't, you know, that's off to one side, yeah. start pointing off to the side, and then they go stock still for a moment, and then as if it was perfectly normal, they just walk straight off the road into the darkness, wow. into the into the dark countryside. Yeah. So that's like the building site part of the... Yeah. So it literally goes... Uh, one side, big new development of the mm. lane. Other side, some building site. Yeah. Then just countryside. Yeah. And whether or not we've had it explained... I think I may accidentally deleted a paragraph here because I basically explained that the building site was the last place that Vet Bill and Shirley's kid was seen. Wow. And that's okay. why that was never finished. It was just yeah. left because it was yeah. like, it was a whole thing. It was an active crime scene. Right. And then by the time it yeah. was, it, it was, it, well, it was never really totally concluded. So yeah. it never really had a... And like the funding probably fell through. After that right. Point. So the other parts of the development did all go up, yeah. but that bit's still a building site. So these kids are just kind of... Turn it and that's pitch black as well. So it's pitch yeah. black building site straight into, you know, pitch black fields and farmland. Mm. The best you've got is a bit of moonlight or a light on the lane itself, yeah. but, you know, it's not much light. Yeah, so they walk off into the darkness. We don't know what the fuck's happened there. Yeah. A couple of other kids from the same group we now see have actually been following not far behind, so they're just <laughs> straggling a bit behind. And we all watch, as, and by that I mean we, the audience, and Shirley, yeah. watch as they stop in the same exact place as the previous kids... And at this, Shirley starts to get visibly worried as if yeah. she's seen something terrible. It's a realisation, basically, that something weird is happening, although we can't put our finger on it, and neither yeah. can she. And she starts to shout to Bill that she thinks something's happening again. Yeah. And fucking bolts through the house towards the front door. Okay. So frenetic scenes, basically, she bolts up the lane, and she gets to where the kids had been, both sets. Mm-hmm. And they've been there, you know, a few moments before, but by the time she gets there, like we've been following Shirley running down the lane, mm-hmm. there's nothing there, and when Bill catches up with her at the spot, she's absolutely frantic about where they've gone, Yeah, no one can see anything, it's just complete nice. darkness, you can just see down the lane to their house, up the lane to the village, that's it, Yeah, where, where have they gone? So that's pretty much the first act, just trying to yeah. set that scene up. Nice, you're very creepy. Well, thanks. So Bill gets Shirley back to the house because mm-hmm. remember this is this is real time. Yeah. So Bill gets Shirley back to the house and is calming her down, and they're trying to discuss what she saw and how she thinks it relates to their kid in any way because that's mm-hmm. come up because it's Halloween. Of course, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, ten years after thing, but the of course, wounds are scarred but have never healed. Right. So we get some scenes here giving us a bit more detail into their kid's disappearance and what she thought might have happened. But there's no real time to dwell too long on this, in her opinion, because what did she? What just happened just now? Weren't those kids coming here? And what stopped them? Why have they just gone off into the darkness? What could possibly be going on? Of course. You know, it's worrying. Bill is trying to be a bit more pragmatic, but is clearly rattled because he trusts his wife. Ju- his wife's judgment, absolutely. Of course, yeah. 
So, but you know, what what is she suggesting? That, that they followed something? He's like, they're probably on their way to a party or yeah. something in the yeah. woods or something. Surely, or... calm down. Of what, what do you think's happening? <laughs> He's, he is devil's advocating the shit out of yeah. this, basically. So, look, they have a few drinks and decide to keep their... Just to sit on the front porch and keep their eye on the lane. Both mm. of them deciding that they're probably just a little sensitive to the odd events. Of course. Or anything that seems yeah, out of the yeah. ordinary on this particular night. Yeah, 10th anniversary. Because of the tragedy of this night in the past for them. Mm-hmm. That said, something does feel a bit off. Yeah. Something's feeling off. Act 2 has a lot of sort of exposition around this, but it culminates with Bill and Shirley sitting on the porch. And in a, in a moment of relative silence... Bill sees something attached Shirley on the shoulder and we follow their gaze into the darkness in the distance mm-hmm. and we see a small green light appear. Uh, or from this distance, that's what it looks like, but we're probably about 500 metres away or, yeah. or more. Uh, so we can't really see, but that's what it looks like. But we can see it's bobbing and linear movement, as if it might be someone carrying a light or a lantern. Also, it appears to disappear behind things. Mm. So it's like kind of cuts in and out, as if yeah. it's going behind maybe trees or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a will of the wisp. Yeah, sounds a bit wispy. Shirley whispers, to which Bill replies that they're just methane set off by phosphate gases, which are released naturally, which is beautiful, really, and, you know, nature at its most mysterious and kind of exciting. And, you know, this is not new. This is what, you know, the town has some knowledge of this. It's a natural phenomenon. It happens in specific rural areas. Uh, it's, It's a real thing. So Shirley replies... Yeah, but just look at it. Yeah. And as we watch this green light that's sort of sputtering in and out of the darkness, now that we've heard that explanation, it does appear to look like what Bill described. Yeah. But why is it moving in one direction like that? Why do its movements look dedicated and purposeful? Yeah. Surely posits. Yeah. As we watch it draw nearer from the blackness of the countryside to the all-too-near lane, Bill and Shirley start to become a bit uneasy again. Yeah. The gin isn't taking the edge off at this point. (laughs) So we cut back to Nick and Claire. You remember the wealthier people who live in the the village, as opposed to on the edge. They're just arriving back at their house. There's no sign of the kids, though they're not hugely worried initially. However, that conversation about where the kids are is why we're back with them for this scene. Uh, Maybe we get some more exposition around the event they've been to. Nick is keen to see if they can't secure another big swathe of land yeah. and push through some more planning permissions. The previous one, though it did make them a lot of money, was marred by unconnected tragedy and never completed. Left a bit of a bad taste, but after tw- tonight's soiree, he finally has that taste back again. Yeah, nice. Let's tear up some of that fucking yeah, green, yeah. put down some concrete. Yeah. Back with Bill and Shirley, we're seeing the green light again, and as we see it disappear behind the building mm-hmm. site, where we saw the kids go, we also see another pair of kids now coming down the lane on a roughly intersecting course with this green light that's coming in from the countryside. Yes, so that that will answer the question one way or the other. Because they say, well, okay, if it's a person like those kids will see it. Right, uh, so the second act culminates in Bill heading off down the lane towards the boys as Shirley heads inside to grab another drink and throw off what she considers to be an overreaction and paranoia. Yeah. She's like... Do you know what? This is freaking me out. Yeah. I'm just going to go in and have another drink. Yeah. Fair enough, Shirley, I say. I'm, I'm on Shirley's side. I mean, she's been through enough. And I was going to judge her for a little bit of gin. It's Act 3 now. So in Act 3, mm-hmm. Shirley is inside, visibly worried, fixing herself a nice drink to take the edge off. Just as she's finishing it, though, Bill bursts in through the door and he's like, it was Nick and Claire's kids and I couldn't stop him. 
I didn't get there in time. I just couldn't get to them in time. Fuck. Now it's Bill that's rattled, really rattled, way more than Shirley was. Yeah. Something about what he saw and the fact that he was unable to get the kids' attention, despite being only like a hundred feet from them, yelling, shouting, yeah. running towards them. And the them. kids who he probably knows is the neighborhood kids. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So they didn't even register him. Wow. And then they did what the other shit. Yeah, we yeah. did what the other kids did. And by the time he got there, same yeah. thing. Just darkness, can't see anything, yeah. can't hear anything. So Shirley's like, I'm fucking calling Nick and Claire. Yeah. I just let's just put this to bed. It's better safe than sorry. Maybe they're all going to some, you know, midnight party yeah, for yeah. like 10 to 15 year olds. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, at that age, you are, you're hanging around yeah. parks and stuff, drinking mm-hmm. and whatnot. So she's like, benefit the doubt. That's what's happened. Yeah. What? Because why would you think it was anything else? Yeah, Apart from sorry. the fact that you have this historical tragedy, of course. which is slightly un- inexplicable. So anyway, we cut to Nick and Claire in the par- in in their house. No, they don't know where their kids were headed, and they don't like the sound of that either. So they're yeah. gonna fucking come over, yeah, because yeah. they just don't like the sound is, of what. Is there any um, animo- not like animosity, but is there any reaction from Nick and Claire? Claire's in the sense of like, are they like, oh god, they're this of a couple and nothing but bad tidings? Oh yeah, are could they, be. It' a bit like, is it, it would would Nick be suitably like? Oh shit, that's, that does sound like something. And maybe Claire's like, oh, they're just, they're oversensitive. They're- I think, I think some of that would play perfectly. Yeah. I think some of that would play absolutely perfectly in this, in this sort of scene because there's every likelihood that, yeah, Nick, who's responsible for the, you know, the development yeah. where Shirley and Bill's son disappeared. And they're in a good mood, opened up, up and like some wine. Right. They're like, oh, yes, it's going to serve. It's going to yeah. give me a good night. Yeah, now it's crazy Shirley and Bill yeah, saying there's something going on again yeah. on the edge of town. Or oh, bad news Shirley and Bill. <laughs> so they're like, don't like the sound of that. We're coming over. Yeah. So whilst they're waiting, mm-hmm. Bill and Shirley decide to just go up the lane. Yeah. And sort of hang about and see if they can't figure out what's going on. Yeah. We head up the lane with them and we wait for a bit at the point where the kids were stopping and going off. Yeah. And they eventually decide that maybe they should just hide themselves out of sight. Who knows? Because, yeah. like, you know, if it is a big old midnight party... They're going to spook the kids. Then gonna... the kids aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to a party. Yeah, they're, they're just going to fucking scatter. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> exactly. If I know kids. Yeah, that's it. And you do. Anyway, they sequester themselves out of sight mm-hmm. in the field on the left of the lane before you get up as far as the... So, you know, a new development's You're going to softly hear the chink of Shirley's glass. <laughs> the ice knocking against yeah, the edge. There's a bl- plume of smoke. <laughs> After they've been there for a little bit, instead mm. of the kids coming down the lane, there's a commotion coming from the darkness opposite them. Oh, okay. From the direction the kids had gone. Mm-hmm. And as we see Nick and Claire turn down the top of the lane, they're on foot because they don't yeah. live far away. Oh, it's a small village. Along with four young men that they... Well, we find out shortly that they've just bumped into them. Yeah. They're also looking for kids. Um, also, <laughs> sounds dodgy. Yeah. But like, older brother is supposed to be yeah. looking after some kids. He doesn't know where they've yeah. gone, so he's coming looking for them. He's got a friend, yeah. and there's another couple also, pretty well, much Nick, exactly. Nick, Nick and Claire have just had a drink, so they're not going to want him to climb in a car. They're going to... Yeah. yeah. So, basically, they've picked up a couple of people, yeah. and they're, they're all coming to see, yeah. because they, they're, they're missing folk. Yeah. And the only lead any of them have got at this point is that Shirley's saying, I've seen a couple of you yeah. kids, and something weird's happened. Yeah. An old-fashioned English posse. <laughs> so, anyway, as we see Nick and Claire and these other guys coming down the lane, we, at the same time, one of Nick and Claire's kids comes tumbling out of the darkness in a clearly injured and panicked state. Wow. 
Shirley and Bill immediately run towards the kid. After assessing him for a second, Shirley bolts up the lane to meet Nick and Claire coming down with the other guys. And Shirley starts to speak to them as they're all turning back towards Bill and the kid. Can I have a little point of clarity? What signs of it of injury looking at? Are we... Are we looking kind of like it missing an arm? Or is I was, it like funnily enough, I was scuffs. thinking like a raggedy arm. So like oh, an arm... Okay. So serious injury then? I don't mean like it's missing a part. I mean like it's hanging limp and Ooh, like okay. it can't, you know, it's yeah. like it's something's gone, it's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah <laughs> like yeah. he can't, he's yeah. not lifting it, moving it, it's yeah. just hanging like a dead yeah. arm basically. In, I, I don't know, yeah. I had that in my mind, but it could be anything you want. No, I get It could you be know. as gory or as... Implicit. Is well, we're like. talking this, but we're talking more, more more than a slight graze or a bit of a tumble. It's yeah, like, there's an injury. Yeah, there's, an it's actual... a, there's an injury. There's yeah. something that's in, it's enough to seriously disquiet. Yes, you know the people that are cool. seeing it going, "The fuck is that?" Yeah. Whatever happened, this kid hasn't just fallen on his right. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not yeah. just fallen off his skateboard. Of course, <laughs> um, <laughs> he may have done that too. Yeah, showing off your knowledge of kids and their current trends. Yo-yo accident, <laughs> yeah. um, ball in a cup. <laughs> yeah, pog what? pog injury. Pog. Like <laughs> pog lodge What's in his the stick? The stick in like a ring of iron, yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck that is. Yeah, in the old hoop and stick. <laughs> hoop and stick. Yeah, a, a, a Scottish Game Boy. Yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we call them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Shirley, Nick, and Claire, and the other guys, the other young men they picked up, are coming back towards Bill, and, and, and who's with one of the the only kid that's there. Yeah. Yeah. As they're coming back towards him, there's a we see a pop of a green flare, or a, a, a pop of green light flare yes. up out towards the edge of the building site. Yeah. In the darkness. And the kid instantly pushes away from Bill and just runs at it wow, into okay. the darkness. That's so immediately, cool. all the adults just start fucking running yeah. straight after the yeah, kid. Yeah. And as they pass Bill, another cloud of green flares up in front of them. But this time, there's a flash of an outline within the sort of green flame, if you like, of a, of a figure. Only enough for us to see a horrific grimace and a huge claw shape. That's Tear awesome. the entirety of Nick's stomach and neck out. Fucking hell. Literally dropping large chunks of meat to the floor. Oh, Nick, we barely knew you, mate. That's it. Come on, gone. The green light instantly gutters back out to nothing yeah, as Nick that. drops to his knees. Yeah. There's a few spurts of life left in the poor fella before Claire is left with a dilemma yeah. of chasing her child. All his money was for nothing in the end. Or staying with her deceased husband. Of course. After what we've just seen, the desperation takes over and they all yeah. continue to chase. What, what choice does she have? One of the four young men stays with Nick's lifeless body, yeah. though. Does the call? I'll call the ambulance. You guys go. Well, because it's a clear turn from kids messing around the building site with some fireworks and, and drinking right. to there's something actually tearing people apart. Yeah. Thing. It's all gone up a notch. <laughs> Nick's stomach's fallen off. Oh, <laughs> fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, what choice do they have? So the guy stays with the cadaver, basically, yeah. to call the ambulance and do the stuff, and Claire, losing her fucking shit at this point, yeah, straight into the darkness with Bill and Shirley and the other three guys, just who fits straight, you know, they're just going for it. Got yeah. to find out what the fuck's going course, on, yeah. especially after you saw that happen. Yeah, it's gone a bit real now. Isn't it? Yeah. So we're flying into the night at this point. Panic and frenzied scenes take over as we see another green burst much further away into the darkness of the countryside mm-hmm. and what we what looks like the shadowy outlines of kids. Whoa. So everyone just belts towards yeah. that full yeah. pelt in that direction. We're careening over black fields at this point. Yeah, that's only a, now, get the kids out. Right, only a touch of moonlight to go by. Mm-hmm. 
Because the kids are still heading away from you. Yeah. Like, and they're which, already... Which itself is, is weirdly... Which, is, is worrying. Unnerving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, the group reached the darkness of the woods, the tree line, basically, and we turn and see t- two of the young men that have, that have fallen a little behind as we're all running across the fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, surely, Claire and Bill pause to take a breath and to wait for these two guys to catch up. Yeah. And as we're waiting for a beat, with no warning, we see a burst of green flame peel into life across the body of one of the young men, immediately immolating him. It just sets him on fire. No figure in it, no, you know, claws or nothing. Just, boom, guy's on fire. Guy literally just immolates. Uh, And even when he drops and rolls, the flames aren't going out. Fuck out. So he's he's done in, basically. Um, Done to a turn. So Q screaming, running, flailing... But it does end in his death, and they have to carry on. It's not a nice scene, but yeah. all bets are off now. Yeah. Literally anything can happen. Was it intentional? Did the bog and the me thing just do that by accident? Was it a result of their footsteps, you know, releasing the phosphate course, gases? Yeah. Who knows? But we find out that the remaining... So there's two men left, sorry, at this point. So that one guy stayed with dead Nick. One yeah. guy just got set on fire. And the two remaining are called Dougie and Clive. Nah. <laughs> Hello, Clive. <laughs> Hello, Clive. Clive makes his appearance. We're in steady hands now. They're respectively looking for uh, one, a younger brother, and two, a younger sister and friend. Yeah, that's why they're there. Of course. I mean, who knows whether this is where they, this is where they are? But, but you know, given sh- what you've seen, yeah. something's happening here yeah. that needs to be addressed. So they need to check it, right? Yeah, of course. The remaining people in the group uh, regroup and head towards the latest green flare that they saw deep mm-hmm. off in the in the, yeah. in the woods. Uh, so at this point, our senses are being completely abused by fast panicky cuts and noises yeah. assaulting us from all sides. We don't know what the noises are, but they sound animalistic. Everyone's just tearing through the trees trying to get to the green light, not least Claire, because she is the only one at this point that has a guaranteed horse in the race. She knows her kid yeah, is this way. she's fucking not stopping for anybody. Yeah. She's bolting. So she knows that her kid's gone this way. That, and so, as you say, she's not stopping for anything. Yeah. So you're tearing through the trees trying to get to the green light. You know, they all saw the fucking clawed guy, the emoliated guys, yeah. and, you know. Shit, I mean, already, it's, it's, it's a night to remember. Yeah. We lose Clive in these scenes as different green lights pop in different places, confusing us, ah, losing our sense okay. of direction, and for the nearer ones, we occasionally glimpse a figure holding a lamp within the flare. So it's almost like strobe lighting, almost. Yeah, and confusing, because yeah. until this point, you know, just like one there, one there, so you follow them, yeah. it's a sort of linear nature to them, but now they're like just all around, you're blinking. in the wood, you, you, we've lost all sense of direction yeah. to begin with, yeah, and now they're just kicking off everywhere, yeah, yeah. and worse still, is that in in these popping green flames, we're see, starting to see things that are just like, people person carrying a lamp, yeah. weird, weird shit, weird, weird shit, <laughs> stuff yeah. that would make people you go, lamps, the fuck is that? Yeah. So I'm not sure how Clive gets taken down, but it be wisp related or accidental panic induced like it doesn't necessarily have to be you know some sort of malicious thing oh god yeah could just be an accident because I've fucking... never been to wood where someone's not run into a branch and been pinned there for days. <laughs> look if you if you go to the woods and you haven't had to pick up your own intestines yeah. and try and put them back in yeah. you haven't had a good day out that's why the natural trust charge because they would clean them up <laughs> other than that lands look after themselves so anyway, Clive gets taken down. Let's we can talk at the end how how we think that could happen. But yeah, or or hey, listeners, tweet us, email us. How write, did Clive go today? Write us a letter. Yeah, I ha- Clive's always die. I think Clive's always die, don't they? Mostly. Let's let's recap that. Let's recap our Clive <laughs> activity at the end. Mostly. <laughs> so so Clive's Clive's out of it. 
Yeah. Now we're following Shirley yeah. again. And she, she stopped running. She's gathering her breath. Bill yeah. stumbles up to her and we get Claire and Dougie arriving too. So now the group is four. Yeah. Uh, we're still lost in the forest, middle of the night, pitch black. Shit's, shit's fucking messed up. Yeah. Claire is clearly beside herself with panic. Dead kid, oh sorry, dead husband, missing kid. Bill and Shirley are just running on adrenaline. Yeah. They don't know what's going on either. And Dougie saw his friend emoliated a few minutes yeah. ago, so he's functioning on They're just panicking. fear and shock. You know what? I bet Shirley's not spilt a drop of gin, though. So yeah, they're basically all just functioning on kind of shock and adrenaline. Yeah, yeah So in that moment of relative calm, before anyone's able to coherently try and communicate any kind of plan or like figure out yeah. what the fuck is going on, yeah. we see another green uh, flare through the trees some distance away but as it fades and moves we see firelight behind it oh, wow, so we okay. see that that glow you know that yeah. glow yeah. of fire we can't see flames but we can yeah. see we know that the, it's the, probably the, the fire classic light. orange glow right. of a fire or a large fire Claire instinctively just bolts towards that yeah doesn't say a word just fucking gone yeah uh, leaving Bill Shirley and Dougie to follow so we're all running again chasing Claire essentially but all heading towards yeah. what we think because is, now at this point it's like we're all going there, but maybe we should take a calmer step because of the madness that's just happened. Right. Whereas Claire's skittish Claire. Claire, well, she's, you know, she's got her kid first and foremost in her it's mind. Fair enough, so, yeah. you you know, I can understand Claire. Something spooked her and she's, and she's bolted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you put a cucumber behind a cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking if you drive by a horse, but yeah, cucumber behind a cat. Yeah, you know, whatever. Potato, potato. We're all running again. We're all running behind Claire, but we're all heading towards the fire. And, you know, it's it's the, it's the usual confusion and quick cuts and darkness and noises. But we see Claire go down in front of us, take a tumble. It's dark. We might not see that much, uh, but it looks fairly innocent. Yeah. Um, so as the three reach her, they instinctively crouch to help her up. But of course, she's so she's facing them as they get to yeah. her. And behind all three of them, there's a pop of green. Wow. Now, at this point... You see Claire's eyes just glass over. Ah. They just go green themselves. So they glass over with like a, a green with some opac- yeah. opacity in it. So you can still kind of see her eyes, but you know, you know, there's a green film. She bolts upright, throws the three aside, and storms up and over the immediate slope into the firelight beyond. Wow. And as we follow Shirley's gaze back around, the green light behind us gutters out. But it's revealed that Bill and Dougie have also got glassed over green eyes and Fuck. they just thunder past her as she's pleading for them to stop up and over the, the little hillock and in towards the yeah. firelight. So we have a few moments of Shirley trying to grab a breath, just gather herself for a second. Yeah. She's now in shot proper, but Bill's gone over the edge, so she can't just cut and run. She yeah. now has also has a fucking horse in the race. Plus, she has a strong suspicion whether or not we get this or not. Mm. up for debate. But this is maybe what happened to her yeah. kid, right? Yeah, so there's a bit of that going too. So that's tugging at her. So she bolts up and over the top into the fire. Yeah, she wants answers now, yeah. no matter what. The scene we're confronted with then is roughly as follows. Okay. The firelight reveals a large circular depression in the woods, like a large clearing like a bowl or a natural amphitheater. Okay. Surrounded by the black forest, lit only from the centre with a large fire in the middle of the bowl. In the middle of the fire is stood a flaming figure, and we can only see their outline, but we see that someone's just standing in it, burning alive. Wow. Next closest in proximity to the fire is Dougie and then Bill, lined up facing the fire, both standing stock still. Mm -hmm. Scattered around the edges of this amphitheater, 
lit by the occasional flicker of firelight, are a host of woodland and countryside creatures. Okay. We glimpse maybe a badger's face. The badger's one from the start. Some mice, yeah. perhaps, an occasional owl, yeah. the passive eyes of a deer, some moving leaves, you yeah. know, whatever the firelight, whatever gets scary, yeah. whatever creeps us out a bit, yeah. you know, weirds us out. The figure in the fire collapses into the flames, and without missing a beat, Dougie just takes a big step right in after wow, them and cool. walks straight into the place where that figure had been, and he's now burning to death. Fuck. Shocked out of her momentary pause on the edge of the bowl, Shirley just fucking bolts towards Bill on the far yeah. side, screaming for him as she goes. He's all she's got left. Right. So she reaches Bill and starts wrestling with him and haranguing him, screaming him at him to try and break yeah, him out Bill, of this. Bill! <laughs> William! <laughs> William! Bill! <laughs> now, Bill, we've been through this, Bill. <laughs> I don't know why she sounds uh, like... He's playing to Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Stretching them yeah. out. Hey man, like uh, I'm an equal opportunities employer. If, any, if there's any man who could do it, it's perfect. It's fucking perfectly. Yeah. She reaches Bill, starts screaming at him, wrestling, trying to break the stupid. Yeah. A cleft in the ground opens wide under the roots of a great oak tree standing at the edge Ooh. of the clearing. So, like a huge triangular cleft in yeah, the ground yeah. just opens from the base of this tree. Nice. Within the darkness and amongst the entangled, exposed roots of the tree, we see what looks like a rudimentary throne. The firelight throws its light down the shaft, revealing a large, ancient, mud-encrusted bear curled up on the throne within the roots, wearing a crown of roots with small leaves emanating from it so it looks like a laurel wreath, like a Caesar would wear. Yeah, that's cool. And what looks like the remains of an armoured breastplate upon its chest. Mm. The roots of the tree are weaving in and out of the bear like it's in a symbiotic relationship. Nice. In some way. At the screams, or yeah. Shirley at this point, yeah. the bear slowly turns its head enough to set an eye on Shirley, and after a beat, with a pulse from the bear's great belly, Bill walks straight into the fire and the wow. flames and stands there burning alive. The final shot of the movie is a close-up of Shirley screaming before a flash of green and the, as the flash subsides, because it whites out, though, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking it whited out the, yeah, the, the frame, cool. we see her eyes have also gone green, and we see the fire still burning behind her. So, oh, that's cool. you know. She's in there, mate. Credits roll. Yeah, yeah. And that is the Halloween. That's uh, brilliant. That's really cool, mate. <laughs> that's that, very great. My first Halloween special, folks. Yeah, that's fantastic. Kept me guessing. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I did brilliant. So, like, a couple of things here. I, I wrote a couple of thoughts I wanted to quickly uh, mention. Mm-hmm. So, the bear, I was thinking, and this could be bollocks, but it could be fun. I don't know. But, so the last bears really in, in Britain were, um, of any note, were bears yeah. that the Romans brought over. Yeah. Uh, and they brought live bears over for bear baiting and for, you know, entertainment. It's and the, the you, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, Henry VIII and uh, a bunch of other historical leaders prior to him also mm-hmm. did bear baiting and stuff. Yeah. But I think they were smaller bears yeah. by that point and they yeah, were fewer and far yeah, between. Yeah, definitely wasn't the same. Totally so the big bears, the brown bears and the sort of grizzly types were only brought over by the Romans. Mm-hmm. They did exist here pre-Ice Age, but hey, yeah. it's not a history podcast, so... Yeah. Look it up, folks. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so so I thought the bear from the Roman era, surviving only through its symbiosis with the ancient tree, and perhaps That's in a awesome. wider sense with nature itself. Yeah. Exactly, the hows and whys are sort of irrelevant, but ultimately, whatever consciousness it still retains in this form is essentially yeah. utilizing nature 
to take some form of revenge on humanity in any small yeah, way it can. That's cool. Yeah, that's where you've seen a few things. Yeah, it's been around for about thousands of years or so. The fact that a lot of kids go missing is simply because this trend, this tends to only occur on, say, one Halloween Eve in every decade. Yes. And thus, it's kids that are fucking kids are out and about. The street, yeah. Exactly. The wisps, the will of the wisps, caused by phosphine and diphosphine gases mixing with methane and igniting. That's a genuine thing. Yeah. It took people fucking... Well, weirdly... I, I think Will of the Wisps are such a cool concept. They, they exist the world over. It's just yeah. that in Britain we call them Will of the Wisps. Mm. And, and even then, not all of Britain. I think Devon and Cornwall call them something else. But it, by, mostly, people think, because yeah. no one's really sure, but people are pretty confident that it is these natural gases. And as soon as they hit methane, they do yeah. ignite. Yeah, flat, flat. But in, in folklore, they were considered to lead people to their deaths. Yeah. So, like, sort of like the Dead Marshes in yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I think but... that was a reference. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so, like, I mean, there's a huge amount of really cool folklore about Will-O-The-Wisps, which is why I wrote three fucking stories. Yeah. Because I really wanted to to maximize that. And in the end, I went the other way and actually kept them largely kind of natural occurrences. Yes, yeah. But um, here, the bear, I've written, uses them in different ways. A physical manifestation of him to kill Nick. Yeah. A series of normal flares, but with deeply hypnotic and supernatural capabilities, mm-hmm. and as flames just to emoliate people. Yeah, yeah. The animals that are gathered in the woodland aren't necessarily meant to represent sort of support for the actions of the bear, yeah. but rather they understand that there's no threat here for them, and yes. thus they're just curious. Yeah. yeah. Just curious animals. And it also gives a slightly regal nature to the bear. They're almost like it's caught. Yeah, absolutely. So that was, yeah, that was my, uh, that was my thinking. That's fantastic, mate. I really like it. Do you think there's enough there? Do you think that's enough for a movie? I think so, yeah. I think it's definitely... I, I think the real-time aspect of it is really cool because I think you could really ratchet the panic up um, really, really nicely mm. on that side, particularly with the interplay with the two different sort of sets of characters. Because also as well, you'd bits in a movie that you wouldn't normally see. like like So like the bit when you had Bill and Shirley waiting... Yes. Um, at a crossroads that that instead of instead of being a bit where they walk and then cut thing happening you could you'd obviously you'd have a real time few minutes of that tension yeah I think that sort of stuff would really make the movie yeah because I think it is one it is definitely like a build to finale movie so I think that would be awesome I think that you could really build the characters in that sense I think it's definitely a, a definitely a pitch where I think the actors would would make or break it I think particularly Bill Shirley would have to be like, yeah, they're good. Uh, yeah, I'd have to smash it. Have to really nail that believability because mm. you'd be following, you'd be seeing it through their eyes, pretty much. Well, here's some name options. Oh, fucking hell! Bad necessities. The last. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> is it though? Well, or is yeah, it silly? Is it shit? I don't know. Maybe it is shit. I think it's just. Stupid. I like it, but hey, I, I I got the last bear. That's that's a perfect name. Uh, I also got Royal Oak. Oh, that was good. Which I liked. Um, just because I, I didn't have it there. I got also the Wisps of Cavalry Grange. Cavalry Grange was just made yeah. up. It sounded like a small village yeah. in England. So I was like, sounds good. Um, I... Oh, the last one was All Willow's Eve. All Willow's Eve's good. I would say, if you're leaning into the Halloween stuff, All Willow's Eve, The Last Bear's amazing. Well, it's got to be that then. Yeah, The Last Bear's a great name. Oh, is, right. I mean, I would so... see a movie called The Last Bear <laughs> without knowing what it's about. So, um, yeah, tweet us at LamahmPod, L-I-M-A-H-M pod on Twitter. Instagram us, you know, dick pics or whatever you want uh, for John. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I just wonder if mine's alright. <laughs> yeah, if you've got an odd coloured one or whatever, send that. <laughs> Make me feel bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The weirder it is, the, the more we, we would be curious to see it. <laughs> the more it will settle me. <laughs> on, uh, on that aquatic mine, I think we ought to <laughs> bring, bring it probably to a close. Yeah, I think so. I think we should have in about 10 minutes. Yeah, it? so look, uh, in that case, let's make a horror movie, fellas. Yeah. And ladies. Let's make a horror movie, everyone. 